Hello, my name is Connor Donnelly and welcome to the first episode of the SAFCast and Antrim GAA podcast. For our first episode, I'm joined by Antrim Senior Hurling Captain and Craig and Clubman, Connor McCann. We cover Antrim's success, uh, goals for the future, his club, Kickham's Craigan, and what the recent announcement regarding Casement Park means to the county. Be sure to also check out our GA Scores podcast where we have a roundup of the return to the Alliance Football League action. If you enjoy the show, please feel free to leave us a rating and review on your podcast app of choice. Anyway, I hope you enjoy this chat with Connor. On with the show. So I'm here with Connor McCann, uh, captain of the Antrim Senior Hurlers. So Connor, thanks very much for joining me here. Uh, thanks very much for having me, Connor. I know it's the first, first one as well. I uh, no better way to start than uh, with a bit of promotion sealed there. Um, so yeah, congratulations on the promotion. Division one secured for Antrim. Um, we'll come to the game just in a minute, but what was it like for you? Is, you know, you obviously sealed the place in the final about seven months ago, and then you had this break. And how do you build up to a final in such strange circumstances like that? Uh, it was a, it was an un, unusual sort of build up. Uh, I suppose I think it was it was mid March that we were preparing, and possibly it was as little as three days before the the match was called off. So. It was a big blow at the time. I suppose there was a lot of unknowns then, especially around dates and and how serious things were. And but uh, no, the the fellas worked really hard. Uh, you know they worked hard and they're on. And um, you could tell you could tell that once we came back as a group together and after the club championships and uh, the, yeah, the, the group uh, the it was it was quite obvious yesterday that you know the work was put in and I think that. That that was uh, maybe one of the biggest differences come the the fixture and come the results, suppose. Yeah, because actually I think something that was really obvious in the game yesterday was any time that Kerry came at you with something, you know, we got their goal of that, you just came back straight away to you know put a score on the other end and. I suppose that's something maybe, you know, in years gone by, we probably have seen Antrim probably not react as well as that, but there definitely was some some sort of um, like big game players out there that were able to deal with those kind of blows whenever they did come. Uh, you no, know, you're, you're definitely right. The previous years, we they may have struggled to come back after that. And I know they got a couple of, a couple of goals and uh, we always seem to be, I think in the second half, we seem to be just a few points ahead and, we were able to keep that uh, sort of breathing distance. Um, I know at the last last few minutes I was always a bit nervous, but um, no, I, th- I thought we were sort of mid second half. We were five and six points uh, ahead, and um, I testament to how hard the lads worked, and um, yeah, we were able to we were able to just um, get the result, I suppose, and just keep ourselves that sort of distance and a bit a bit ahead, just so. Yeah, and like I suppose there's credit there as well with them, um, you know, losing Neil so early on in the game as well, and how how the team did react uh, there too. Um, but it's not really the only time I suppose for you this year that you have reacted. You look at the game against Offaly down in Tullamore as well. You's you know similar sort of um, fight in that game, albeit Andrew came from behind that day. But it's something that you have kind of seemed to have demonstrated from the start of the year. Um, in the in the tougher games, whenever they've come along, is there? 
you know, has there been anything different there that Darren's been doing, or I I don't know, is it is it something that you've noticed yourselves this year? I I think the I think there's there's a big difference in in terms of the overall squad. I, I suppose you sort of touched on it there. Uh, even the management and Darren coming in this year as the main manager and um the the squad is is so strong and there's, there's such a competitive. Uh, nature of training and um, just even look at the age profiles of players and stuff and I just think a lot of these uh, a lot of these players are coming off the back of uh, McGeehan campaigns and underage runs like uh, just like I suppose Ryan McGarry coming in off the Celtic Cup and there's yeah there's there's really really uh, really really strong players coming through the youth at the minute and uh, the squad is just um yeah, we're just working off that, and this, I suppose we're, like you say, the, the game against Offaly and Tullamore, we were, think we were five or six going in, down going into the last five minutes, and we still were able to come back and, and pull out a draw out of that game, and that's something that that was other teams were doing that against us for, for so many years, and uh, it's nice to be able to be in the other end of that for a change, um, and I think, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like, it's especially, look, you know, Offaly obviously came down um, um, to the division, but, you know, Offaly are still Offaly. So the, the credit to Antrim pulling out a result like that and then going down to uh, Kerry getting a result there as well. And then obviously the final against Kerry and Antrim haven't always have it their own way. Like, and there's cl- there clearly is something happening with Kerry there too. So it's it's something not really to be overlooked. And I suppose next year now Antrim are going to be swapping, you know, fixtures like so this year where it was Meath and Mayo and now potentially Cork, Kilkenny, Waterford. Um, there must be something for you there that kind of excites you that thinks like this is the level, you know, even if you look back to when Antrim were successful in the 80s and early 90s, you know, something that was constant throughout that was their place in Division 1. Surely that's something that you will be thinking, you know, that, that does kind of make sense even in, in modern times. I that the the team I suppose are I think the last time we played in Division One was in uh, 2018. Uh, we got promoted the year before, and um, yeah, we 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 lasted or we we went straight up that season and and got relegated the the, the at the end of it. And I think a lot of the players felt that we didn't do ourselves justice then. Um, I think the the Division One's obviously that's the that's the pinnacle of where you want to play your hurling and if you're going to compete with the bigger teams you have to be there week in week out against them. So, um, yeah, I think that the team know that and it's yes, it's that's I suppose why the the result yesterday was so important and for the squad uh, I suppose growing and and developing and uh, now that we'll be going up to Division One next season and hopefully we'll consolidate our place there. Um, that's the main aim at the minute is to try and uh, build that squad, build the mentality and I suppose uh, keep developing so that we can compete there regularly. And like you say, you know, we're always sort of compared against them teams in the 80s, late 80s, early 90s that were, were, were actually not just competing, but they were they were nearly top on them tables in Division 1. And uh, we're always sort of compared there. And that's where we sort of want to get ourselves to, to be at that sort of level again, you know. 
Yeah, and you mentioned about going up a few years ago. That that was would have been the the win over Carlo, wasn't it, in two thousand seventeen? And and you look at you know Carlo's gone up, Westmeath and that have gone up and come down. But it's it is about that kind of competitiveness. And these are teams that obviously Antrim are facing in in Joe McDonough Cup as well. Like so, there there is something that there is something to be said there for you know competing at Division One and regularly testing yourselves. And yes, there'll be tough days, but it's kind of that. I suppose with those younger players that you've mentioned, the likes of Ryan McGarry and that, and there's a few other Dunloy boys and all in there too, it's that kind of, it's that cara, I suppose, for Antrim players coming through. Young Antrim players, you know, if they're competing at that level, it's it's something definitely to aim for right the way through the age groups. I, that's, you know, you're 100% right. It's, that's a, that is that level where, you know, young players aspire to play and you'd switch on your TV on a Saturday evening or a Sunday and during the day and you wanna you wanna watch Galway, you wanna watch Cork, Wexford, Kilkenny, that's the that is the, the level. And yeah, I suppose it's not only G, not only for Antrim but but across the whole of Ulster it's it's so important that, you know, there is there is some sort of representation for uh Hurling in in the province to be playing there, you know, and um, and they know that that's achievable and I suppose, yeah, the, the, the young players, the, the likes of the Donnelly lads, the Lockheed lads, and there's, like, look at Aidan O'Brien from Rossa, you know, really, really strong young players, and physically they're coming in at a different level maybe than uh, previous years whenever younger players are breaking through and stuff, and um, uh, it's going to be it's going to be really exciting for the group, and uh, I, I know everyone's really, really going to be looking forward to it, and I know we obviously have a Joe McDonough campaign starting this weekend, so obviously that's our that's our our, our next uh, aim and the, the end games coming up. But but it's it's really positive to have that you know possibly next season. That's 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 what we're hoping to to build towards. So. Yeah, I suppose this year probably this chat now is probably the last chance you get to reflect on the Kerry game before going going into Westmead, obviously. But um, um, going into that final, what was the timeline like for you? So you mentioned about finishing the club uh, campaign. We'll maybe touch a wee bit on the club in general later on. But you mentioned about how that worked in terms of the how did the timeline for for the county players work out for views? I know you're obviously playing in the county football final, but um, how did that transition from club to county go to help prepare you for the weekend? I I think the the club the obviously the Antrim Club Championships were were uh, as good as as we've ever seen this this year and that that goes across all the codes. Um, hurling and football were amazing and the semi-finals, finals and um I think they sort of the the aim was to finish them uh, given the county panels a, a bit of time to prepare and obviously knowing that both squads the hurlers had a league final to prepare for and the footballers are pushing for promotion as well and it was so important to give them time and um but yeah no the I, I sort of being involved in the the senior football final with my club and um I was obviously a few weeks behind coming in after the hurling final uh, the hurling like the the two teams that made the final and uh, it sort of worked well I think the the, the it's, it's quite strange actually the time of year that uh, we're we're playing in and usually uh, a conventional year you would come in uh, pre-season at this stage of the year but we're coming in now to to full full on high intensity championship matches um 
so it's it's been quite different but uh, really 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 good and it's, it's just great to be playing matches at the minute and I'd say I'd say most players will uh, say the exact same thing at the minute is we had such a long uh, layoff during the middle of the year we're just so happy to be playing matches and training and getting out and um, just enjoying playing our games again you know and if you can play them at that level that's that's an unbelievable bonus you know and the, the club championships and you mentioned there obviously the two semi-finals got plenty of um you know coverage there well right through the championship got plenty of coverage of course but they got plenty of um plenty of coverage in terms of how exciting the games they were and obviously the likes of uh ross and st john's would have counted themselves unlucky and could easily have been an all belfast final there but is there is there something in the way that that kind of been highlighted this year and the football too like there's a bit of there is a bit more pride in terms of people being uh you know, a bit of pride in Antrim and in terms of what we do, and and of course the sort of the lot of the work that uh, Sean does as PRO it probably goes a long way towards that too, and showcasing something to be proud of there. I uh, yes, sir. I think like the you're right in that. Uh, I think it was the year the Senate, the the coverage and the likes of the live streams that were were able to be you know broadcast across the country, and it was it was just opened a far wider audience. I think and people were able to appreciate it whereas you know the normal years uh, you may mightn't have made say uh, you might not be able to watch a semi-final uh, quarter-final the likes of uh, Rossa I think beat Cushendall in the quarter-final and you know they, they were, I think there was thousands of people watching it I know the BBC have been doing a lot of a lot of great work covering all the championship games and um, it's been I think just the coverage really really made it uh, something different this year and um, it was easier obviously maybe if there was lack of crowds and um, it was ticket all ticketed matches and stuff and it, I think it definitely uh, helped that the likes of we have uh, people involved the likes of Sean Kelly the you know the Saffron Gale or or uh, uh, immense like the work that the people like that do and the coverage and um, we're sort of we're we're very very blessed to have people like that in Antrim um and I know a lot of counties are very very envious of of the likes of the coverage they do and um but yeah it's uh, it was it was an unbelievable championship now and um the players the players I think are enjoying being back you know it's uh, it's it's nice um at the end of the year once your club run finishes that you can come back straight into your county panel and go straight into matches now. Yeah, and I suppose would the would you be one in favour for that kind of split season approach? That's, I mean, we probably don't really know what way the schedule is going to be from week to week at the minute. But like you know, that split season approach that's been talked about, would it be one that you'd be fairly in favour of? Um, I I definitely would. Uh, as a dual player, I think I think it's it, it, it's the only way that our games are going to work. I think uh, for for most players, and I, I think they'll agree if it's going to run. Um, this year was a, possibly a bit of a taster for how that could happen. Maybe um, with with your club season running, um, maybe in the like summer months of the year, um, better weather, um, and your county season running at the start, the first half of the year, um, and w- w- I suppose whenever they have access to better facilities for lighting, uh, all that sort of comes into play, you know. And I think the obviously. Then there's a. It just makes it easier for players, you know, to commit, and you're not being pulled back and forward from 
different uh, managers and um i i would 100 percent be in favor of it now um i know there's a lot of logistics and different things that has to come into play on it but um if it was workable i think it would be for the best i think it's probably one of the only ways that the club and county games can work sort of cohesively together you know yeah um just speaking of the club you could see on social media there that you know there's a lot of you know, Craig and club members clearly taking great pride in you leading the county team. For you, like, you know, like obviously Craig and being a Southwest club probably wouldn't be as you know traditional area for hurling as well. Like for for Craig and who have had you know national success in recent you know in recent years of the with the junior All Ireland obviously, and then making a um making an intermediate club semi final not so long after that as well. Like for for Craig and as a club. You kind of have that. You do have that very much that dual, um, dual attack, I suppose, on both both codes there. Like, what what was it like for for, I suppose, for a club like Craig and that that kind of you look at the intermediate club championship this year in the hurling, for example, the way that was run off versus kind of the senior football championship. How did that work for for a club like yours? Uh, we're we're uh, I suppose we're growing we're going all the time and at the club and trying to promote as much as we can both codes and um yeah no it's um it can be difficult at times you know to to work both uh, side by side but it, and it takes a lot of a, a lot of communication between the different managements and uh, the committees and stuff like that but i think our uh, our club are definitely on the way to um, like in, I think the last few years we've been working really well and uh, I know there's a few clubs in Antrim are, are in similar position um, you know, like say I suppose you look at St John's you look at Rossa you look at likes of Ahoko, um clubs like that are playing senior championship in both codes and um, it can be it definitely can be uh, difficult but um, I think it's it's really really important that that every like you, you can promote both side by side and encourage young players to, to play as much as they can and uh, play whatever they enjoy you know and um but no that's uh like captain and the captain and the county team as being from Craigan and being from a southwest club is is definitely a, a huge honor for me um it, obviously anyone that's aware of the the makeup of Antrim knows that uh, Southwest isn't your stronghold of hurling areas from going by history, and um, but it's I I just sort of I think it's it's a, it's a great honour now, and uh, our our club people take a lot of pride in it, and the uh, they the young ones they they enjoy coming to watch the matches and they support, and I get videos from from all the underage teams going before the big matches and. Um, if I call up the training back and forward to help out and maybe uh, give them encouragement or if maybe it maybe it's a fire than a hurling ball or shorts and socks or something small and they just think it's the they think it's the best thing in the world you know and um that gives everyone something to look up to and um hopefully in a few more years we'll have more players representing and uh, the hurling and in the county and. Uh, local clubs as well, like look at look at Ternanog, or this year one in the intermediate, like they're really really good, strong team coming through, young players as well, and um, yeah, if it can if it can develop the the local area and uh, the entire southwest, I think it's a it's a really really good and really good thing there. 
Yeah, and th- th- with winning the the All Ireland Junior Club title, um, did you just notice a knock on from that? Did you just notice like kind of a knock on effect for players coming through after that there, or even so? Was it twenty thirteen that that you just won that? Uh, twenty, I think it was possibly early 2014, uh, 2013, 2014 season, yeah. Yeah, so like, would you have noticed an effect since then? Which I'm sure probably to you probably seems like yesterday, but I suppose you're looking at it now is, you know, this um six or seven years ago, have you just noticed a kind of change in terms of how that affect how that has affected you in terms of your kind of bringing through hurling in the club? I uh, the, the the underage um underage has definitely got stronger uh, as a result of that. Um, even just uh, just in terms of a numbers um, turnout at trainings and you know, uh, whenever I was uh, whenever we were coming through um, coming through the age groups uh, we were quite lucky uh, my age group had we had say I think it was maybe 8 to 10 uh, at our age group and we were able to feel okay at that age but I know there was years around that that we had to amalgamate with local clubs and we weren't able to field ourselves. But I think the ever since, um, like you say, six years, I think there's been a lot of there's been a, a really good uptake for the team. Uh, when when people see that they're a club successful, they they want to be involved in it. You know, and um, success drives success. Is that's just a sort of old saying, and it's probably not far wrong. Um, people want to come out and the, the, yeah the numbers have, have grew and they're so the, the, the youth they're so interested in getting involved and uh, it's definitely helped now I know uh, I know there's a lot of really good coaches and that's that sort of coincided with it as well and it's actually probably energized the coaches as much as as the people in our club they start to see uh, that that things can, can happen you know once you put in the work and it's sort of a knock-on effect across the whole club there's a bit of a a bit of a sort of feel good factor and that's that's been that's been running in, uh, ever since then you know and we uh, hoping we're hoping to build we, we haven't we haven't really uh, done too much in the last couple of years just with uh, I suppose results go go whatever way they go but uh, we're hoping hoping maybe we can we can get a, a couple of results together maybe in the next few seasons and see how it, how it goes yeah, because then you did build on from that and you did win the intermediate and then you went on and you were playing senior um, championship um, hurling in the county as well, which, you know, just shows you the kind of progress that the clubs can make. Um, for, for you, the ultimate aim, I suppose, as a club is to be competing at that level, similar to what we were mentioning about the county earlier, is to be competing at that um, senior championship level, which obviously, as we, we saw with this year's senior championship, is a fairly... Um, it's fairly cutthroat. Uh, I know from <laughs> looking at my home club, you know how you end up in our group for the championship. We went from possibly being able to top the group going into the last game to finishing bottom of it. You know, it's fairly, it's fairly tight as the best of times. Yeah, yeah no, uh, I think uh, we we uh, won the intermediate in I think it was two seasons later, and we the first first two draws we got them following years was against uh, Lockheed and Cushendall, unfortunately. <laughs> and, and uh, so it was a bit of a baptism of fire in the senior championship. And but no, that's the you know, it was it was uh, I I remember playing them and um it was a, a a massive occasion for the club and I think uh I think it was I'm not sure in actual time scales now but I think we it could be 60 70 years before we've uh, or since we've played and represented in the senior championship so it was okay it was. 
it was great. Um, I and mean, we have a lot of work to do to try and get ourselves back to there again. And we, we sort of know that, but um, no, no, that's it that all comes with it. And we're we're very very proud, very proud of our hurling and and, and football and, and Craig and and we're just you know we uh, we take pride in everything we do, whether it's uh, ladies football, camogie, and uh, even just everything outside of that. And, um, well, uh, now we'll hopefully get back again soon, and it's still on, still on the radar. Maybe not one in the senior championship now, but we'll hopefully compete some stage. Well, speaking of um, the senior championships, obviously the football, like you mentioned earlier, football final this year, you know, by all accounts, a cracking game, but probably not any consolation to yourselves in that sense. But um, it's something that's definitely coming for you, though, isn't it? Like in the football, what you are doing there, like there's definitely, there's definitely is a, a title coming in, in, in that team anyway at some stage. I think there's, I think there's potential, potential for one. Um, whether yeah there's, there's a big there's there's a lot more to that than it, than, it, uh, than just being able to win one but no fair dues to to to, to Cargan this year they um it was a, a really really good final and um we were unluckily just uh, pipped at the end and uh, after extra time and I think if we we had a couple of chances just in ordinary time which may have swung it for our way but that's that's the way it goes and uh, we we've been in enough finals to know that that's that's how it happens. And Cargan and Ferniston have they have been there for a lot a long time and um, probably have that experience behind them now. You know and um, yeah, hopefully hopefully we can use that at some stage to our own effect. You know and um, that's two finals in the last couple of years we've we've lost and um, yeah it'll it'll, uh, it'll hopefully help us at some stage and. Yeah, so just in terms of um, if you're looking back at the in the county scene coming up, like to add to the silverware, obviously with the league title, the Joe McDonough Cup you mentioned, Westmead at home up first in that there. I suppose it's a little bit different this year with the Joe McDonough. It's not a place in this year's Liam McCarthy. It's the aim. I suppose it's different format and that. It's will be played in the All Ireland Hurling um, um, final day as well. Um, what about what about looking ahead to this? This surely has to be. Any aim for the for Antrim this year is to be winning uh, the Joe McDonough. Uh, that's that's it. The, the the first aim obviously was promotion in the league, and uh, we've done that, and uh, our sort of sights just over to Joe McDonough, and we're hoping that we can just get, uh, bring a sort of form over, um, bring it through, and uh, you know we know that like so Westmeath, uh, Carlo, are you know seasoned and playing in Division One now, and um they, yeah we'll be we'll we were up against it to to try and compete but we're we we're confident that we have a we have that panel and we have that strength that we're we're in a better place than we were whenever we were trying to we were trying to beat the teams you know last season season before so um yeah with Westmead at home this weekend in Corrigan um and again like it's sort of it's so hard to predict what way the games are gonna go now I think everyone can sort of uh, account for that. They they just with preparations and there's a lot of unknowns of um, of of around all of that and there's no supporters at matches so you don't have atmospheres at games and uh, now we're looking we're looking forward to it though our first home game of uh, like a season and uh, I know the Cor- uh, Corrigan stand is is going up uh, looks really really well at the minute and it'll be it'll be exciting to play up there now and um. Like there's always a nice buzz about going up to Belfast. I know, I know the sort of conventional and uh, 
stronghold in Antrim is and for hurling is in the glens, but there's a there's always a nice buzz and similar to the way whenever you used to go up the casement, there was something different about it up there. It's uh, so yeah, no, we'll be trying to we'll be trying to just bring three form of what we we had at the weekend and and see where it takes us. But we'll uh, yeah, West Mead will be no no easy no easy task. Yeah, and as you mentioned, Casement, we can't really skip over the news about that then, obviously, in the last few days. So, uh, like, it's been going for a while now in terms of what's happening there. Like, what does what Casement Park mean for the county? I suppose having that home ground you call your own, and obviously, back in the day, it was fantastic surface, and teams came up there and didn't didn't have it all their own way whenever they did face Antrim. I, Casement is, uh, Casement used to be the, that was, that was a, you know, you talk to any players and they said that was the best pitch in, in the whole of Ulster or maybe maybe even further. And um, I think the news the news last week came out that the preval was going to go through was was uh, really welcomed. And, you know, you could see it online. You could see the reaction and the that people were, were, were sort of posting up stuff, posting photos, posting videos, maybe um celebrating and all sorts like and it's just uh, I think that just sort of sums up um just the, what people thought of casement you know and they they enjoy they enjoy going up to watch matches and never mind the players playing there on the surface like you say and um and the actual matches I think it was you know having that central that central point in Belfast if uh, the, the base the GA round is uh, is going to be so important you know and Having the youth being able to drive past Casement and and, and look across at it and, and think, look, I I want to play there or I want to go and lift the stick and go and uh, train or, or kick this ball and and learn uh, learn the skills and I want to play in there someday and um, that's that's the that's the big thing I think more than more than anything is that the GA is gonna really thrive hopefully off the back of that in Belfast and because there's there's so much uh, potential in the city that's maybe on top at the minute and I think we need to do so much so much more work than what we're doing and the likes of the Gale Faster are, are only really getting started in their programme and, and they're even seeing the, the the they're seeing how well the programmes are running and how much uh, uptake they're getting and I think it can only be a good thing that uh, Caseman has got the approval now and hopefully the likes of off the back of say the promotion there at the weekend, the news last week, uh, hopefully the footballers can get a result this weekend coming and and it just keeps the momentum going with Antrim and keeps the supporters, you know, growing all the time and that's that's uh, Antrim Antrim feeds off that and they get stronger off the back of it so. Yeah, that good good feel factor that comes with it. Um, well, look here. I'm just going to finish. Uh, there's a couple of questions came in from Instagram here for you. So, um, couple couple of serious ones, couple of not so serious ones. Um, but uh, I'll put them to you here anyway. So, one here from uh, Kevin Hine. He says, "What's it like to ca- uh, captain a county team in modern hurling? What challenges come with it?" So, I suppose 2020 modern hurling is very different even to 2019 at the minute. But what would you say? Yeah. I that's it. It's, uh, it's yeah, like you say, twenty nineteen and twenty twenty have been very different. Um, it's no, it's it's an absolute honour. You know, you know, you get to you know getting to to lead out your your county team. Never mind uh, being being a captain of your club team is a is an unbelievable thing as well. But doing it for your county, 
um, knowing that you're sort of representing all of the club players around the area and, and uh, you know it's 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 hard to sort of put put into words and I I sort of try to I try to do all I can whether it's just even maybe passing on a bit of encouragement to players um, helping them out with certain things maybe new players coming into the panel you try to bring them in ease them in uh, maybe somebody needs uh, needs uh, maybe a slap in the back or somebody maybe needs told to to move a bit harder or, or do something right in the training you just have to do it sometimes the sometimes there's hard things in there too the buck has to sort of stop where the maybe the leaders in the team or the captain maybe if that's the case and uh, you have to there's no no punches pulled but that's uh, I, it all comes with and I, I i really enjoy it and um i know it's it's it can be hard but it's uh, not very enjoyable now and uh, obviously, whenever you're the, the nice thing is going up the stand and lift the trophy on behalf of the entire team and panel. But um, I'm only I'm only another player on our team, and there's a, a, at the end of the day we always sort of try and tell the team and all the players that it doesn't matter uh, it doesn't matter what it says and uh, or it doesn't matter about any individual. It's about the Antrim team and um, the overall squad and stuff like that. So and it's it's very important. And, okay. Um... Uh, another one here was from uh, Dyra Murphy. He says, "What club do you like to see outside your own do well in Antrim Hurling?" Um, that's a good question. Um, I do sort of. I like the way uh, I like the brand of hurling that Dunroy uh, play at the minute. I think it's like sort of free. Uh, they're they're very very sharp in their forward line. Uh, I like to see them do well. Um, I think it was. I think everyone sort of rode in behind Rossa this year. If uh, I'd say a lot of people could sort of um, could sort of back that up. Maybe they had such a good run, and you nearly wanted them to make a final, um, especially um, with such a tight semi final and beating Cushion all in the quarters. And um, but yeah, maybe maybe Rossa. I think they're 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 coming strong there, uh, and there's a bit of potential there. Yeah. And, and no, she didn't say Ballycastle there, but anyway, we'll move on. Uh, <laughs> that's something, to, something here. So, Dan, uh, Dan McCluskey asks, who's the worst trainer? Is Dan under threat here? That's a touchy enough question there. Uh, who's the worst trainer? Is that really... As Dan, I, Dan McCluskey's asked. <laughs> who's the worst trainer? I would probably, I'd probably say Patrick Burke. Paddy Burke from Cushnall because he he usually he usually goes and he maybe do the warm up and he, he'll do a few drills and then and he sort of he sneaks away and has to go and get a rub from the physio. So sometimes you're you're lucky if you get him for the match at the end of the, the training. It all comes with experience out there. You do it often enough, I suppose. Uh, and finally, last one, Jer Dixon asks: Is Jer Dixon the best hurler you ever played with? <laughs> uh, I Jer's. Uh, we we played in the All Ireland uh, under twenty one uh, All Ireland final. Jer was a goalkeeper and and had a really really good year that year and he was he was flying he was flying now uh, and he really really good physical condition. Um, but now he, he's he's up there. But I'd say there's a few others. There's a few <laughs> others. Well, he could chin out after that there if he wants anyway. Um, Connor, that's great. Thanks very much for that. Um, really appreciate it. And uh, best of luck in the Joe McDonough and the rest of the games this season. 
Uh, no bars. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Connor, and really appreciate the support.